Welcome into the spring sports season premiere of this week in Anderson High School Athletics here on ESP Media powered by Sidearm Sports. My name is Jason Griefer and we're happy to be joined once again by Anderson Athletic Director Chris Newton and Assistant AD Zach McCormick. Uh, gentlemen, good to see you once again. It's been a few weeks since we wrapped up the winter sports season. Uh, I noticed, uh, Zach, you've got your coffee right there ready to go. Um, Newt, I know you don't need the caffeine, but uh, I imagine it's a pretty exciting time as we're getting ready to start spring sports, is it not? Oh, it's incredible time right now. We got everybody in full flow. Uh, we got beautiful weather, um, so it, it is a blast right now. We got everybody back from spring break safely, so we're ready to make the uh, the run here at, at, at spring athletics. Zach, are you regular or decaf? Oh, come on. I'm regular all day, baby. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Just want to make sure we're in mid-season form already. As, Every as once in a while, the... I have to get the jacked up kind to oh, match boy. Newt's energy. Oh, boy. How did, does he get close, Newt? Oh, yeah, he can get a little fired up. Okay. All right. Well, we'll see how fired up we can get each of you guys here uh, as we get the spring sports season going. And our sport's already in action. And uh, let's get going with it. Let's start off on the diamond with your baseball team. Kind of an up and down start overall, two and three on the season thus far, but it's just five games in. Still a lot of time uh, to uh, get things going towards the top of the league here. But did get a big win this past Monday, beating Bartels Road a six to one. So you've Huge got win. you've got the rivalry win. There you go. Exactly. A couple guys want to mention here as well. Ross Carnes off to a top start. Hot uh, start. He's leading the ECC in homers. He's near the top in RBIs. Cole Brandon is putting up video game numbers, hitting almost six hundred to start the year uh, through the first five games. Uh, what have the coaches said? Newt, I'll start with you. What have the coaches said about the start from these two? And do they feel like it can be sustained throughout the season? Oh, most definitely that it can be sustained. I mean, these kids, um, you know, it's such a weird time right now because, you know, our coach, uh, Barry Martin, was a brand new coach last year. Uh, was first year as a head coach. You know, he's been an assistant here. But uh, Cole and Ross, you know, they didn't play varsity as um, sophomores here at Anderson. So, I mean, this is – this is pretty much everybody that Coach Martin is throwing out there besides Josh Overbeek is a kid that um, has not performed at the varsity level. And so, um, you know, these first couple of weeks are going to be really kind of feeling things out and seeing which kind of lineup works and, and getting uh, his pitching rotations. Our top, you know, two of our um, top pitchers are out right now. So um, he's got guys going in at, at different times and trying to figure out the rotation. So I know he's very excited and very upbeat. And, and Jason, I will tell you this, the thing that I absolutely love about this team is the energy they play with. And not, that was never more evident than it was yesterday. We're down 6-1. Jack Storm – or excuse me, we're down one nothing. Jack Storm is, is throwing a great game going out there and – putting up zeros after he gave a big, big fly. And um, the kids stayed uh, the very energetic on the, on the, in the dugout. And um, guy, kid from Turpin, the Hinkle kid is really, really, really good. And he's shutting us down. We got a few breaks here and there and the energy took over and, and we just went at it and, and got the six, one win. But that energy is, is awesome. And you can't coach that. That has to come from within. Zach, how how nice of it was it to see from your perspective to see your pitching staff 
uh, limit this ter- this Bartels Road team to just one run. You know, the last time we saw anybody in in on the diamond two years ago, this is a Bartels Road team that made a pretty significant run in the postseason. They had they've got a lot of seniors on this roster coming in, so a lot of kids with varsity experience from a couple of years ago. And your pitching staff goes out and holds them to one run. I have to imagine that's pretty encouraging early on in the conference season. Oh, no doubt. I mean, the pitcher is controls the game all the time, always has the ball. And it's when they pitch well, it's it's going to be tough to beat. And then when we got guys like Ross and Cole hitting like they are right now, um, it's fun to watch because we're going to hold teams low, hopefully, when, when we pitch that well. And then when, we, when we're hitting like that and the bats are rolling, it's fun to watch. So our pitching staff is definitely happy. Um, we got a bunch of good guys this year. So pretty much anybody that we throw out there, I mean, Newt said we got two of our top pitchers that are out right now and we're still competing. So it, it's fun. Our, our coaching staff does a great job. And these kids are just, it's so awesome to see them out there since they missed the spring last year. And like Newt said, most of them are all first year varsity kids. And it's, it's just fun to watch them. It's fun to see the joy that they have and the passion that they play with from the coaching staff and the kids. So we're happy and we're, we're ready to get this spring season rolling. Jace, I, I, I will tell you this. Um, I'm in the bullpen yesterday watching the game. <clears throat> and again, we're, we're, we're struggling to get a run and here and there. And you got a kid named Jacob Bell. And Jacob Bell is about one of the best kids you could ever find in your life. Um, and, and the kid is chomping at the bit. I can see how excited. And he's never once stepped on a varsity baseball field. And, um, but, you know, uh, up until this year. And, and like I said, he is just chomping at the bit. And coach goes up to him and, you know, how you feel, Jacob? Jacob's like, you know, I am fantastic and I am ready to go. And just to see a kid want the ball like that and he couldn't wait to get out on the mound I mean he sprinted to the mound and uh just to watch how much fun he was having performing and again having seeing a kid want the ball and seeing a kid performed at that level oh my god it it is it's as good as it can get and uh kudos to to Jacob and his teammates but I, I just had to mention that young man because you don't get a better kid than, than this guy and um, how hard he works. He he's bought into our off season strength and conditioning program that coach Sabo has run. And it was just uh, so rewarding to see this kid. Well, it's good to see kids uh, d- taking, accepting that role and, and being at, do doing what they're asked to do, not only on the field, but as you said, that off season strength mm-hmm. and conditioning and good to see those results uh, paying off early, still a long <laughs> way to go. Uh, in the season, of course. Let's switch over to the other side of the diamond. Let's talk about your softball team. Start off the year on opening day with a, a really nice 10-3 win over Sycamore. Last two games a little little rougher. You, your pitching staff's been hit hit pretty good by Little Miami and Goshen, giving up 25 runs uh, in those two games. Um, I'm looking at the schedule right now, and I am between – by the time we're recording this on Tuesday, April 6th, they have one day off between now and April the 16th. So, um, first of all, Newt, why? <laughs> Doggone AD, man, I got to tell you. He, <laughs> he kind of loses track of days sometimes. <laughs> it's – it's and, and, and a lot, we're going to be talking about that as we go along during the spring sports season. A lot of games that are really <laughs> condensed 
uh, a time frame. So, um, you know, a lot of games to be talking about here. You know, we've got uh, six games between now and well, the next time we reconvene uh, next week, starting with Little Miami and then uh, Bartels Road on uh, Wednesday. Zach, let me turn to you first with the softball team. Given that these last two games have not gone very well and you've lost big in both, how, th- th- can it be a good thing that they have so many games coming up that they don't necessarily have time to sit there and think and let the mental side of it affect their physical side of play on the field? Oh, without a doubt. I think, I mean, as a player in any sport, when you get to you play to play the games, I mean, practice is part of it, but you love to play in the games. And when you have so many games in, in so many days, you got to have such a quick turnaround that you can't really dwell. You can't get too high or too low. So, I mean, even though we've had a couple tough losses, we have another great opportunity to go out and play again. I mean, every day pretty much, which is awesome. So every day is a new opportunity. We're excited. Um, and I hope that the girls are continue to be happy and have a positive attitude as they have been all year so far. And I'm just looking forward to it. We've got some really talented girls out there and just phenomenal kids. And it's exciting to see them get out there again and play after missing last year. So we're excited for them to watch them in the next six or seven days with a lot of games. Newt, how is the coaching staff embracing that idea and, and, and also trying to get the girls uh, in the right mindset day after day, especially, you know, after a couple of games that really got out of hand. Yeah. Well, and it's, it's, um, you know, kind of like baseball, we talked about our, our coach not seeing, um, seeing those kids perform at the varsity level with softball. You got to remember we probably, if we would have played last year, that would have been the best softball team ever to step on a field at Anderson high school. We had, I, I believe it was seven seniors that had, basically started since they were freshmen. So um, with them not being around, now we've had to develop new leadership. And, you know, you got Georgia and Lily Conley and Katie Wegman, um, who are as good a softball players as anybody around, okay? And so now we're trying to find girls that are going to step in and fill those roles as well. Taylor Schweinfuss comes in and had a huge hit in our victory against uh, Sycamore. But, you know, we, we have got uh, – we had two picture, pitchers um, in Stella Walker and uh, Allie Madden that for four straight years, there wasn't another girl that ever took the, the mound for us in softball. So mm-hmm. we got Grace Trapp, who uh, is doing a great job for us. You know, she's um, uh, making them put the ball in play, and right now they're just hitting them where we're not. Uh, Katie Carper's worked really hard to get on the mound. So <clears throat> our coaches knew coming into the year that, you know, these first couple of weeks were going to be interesting for these girls to get out there um, and, and get after it. And so they're very upbeat. Um, we go back at little Miami again today and we see uh, they beat us 13 to three. So we're going to see if we got any better in the last week. And um, you know, like Zach said, we got great kids. We got a girl in Anna Burke. Anna Burke has worked her tail in off all year long. She's bought into our strength and conditioning. She's got her first opportunity to play varsity softball. And so it's excited. To, so excited to see those kind of kids get their opportunity and, and, and make what they can with it. 
What do you guys make of the way the schedule is set up, not only for baseball, but for softball? We always talk about, you know, you go through the league once, then you start it over the second, the second half of the season, you kind of go through the league again this year with the, with everything, the way it is and the protocol still obviously in place, we're, we're scheduling conference opponents twice in a matter of three or four days. And then we're done with them uh, for the season. How do you make sense of all that? Well, it, it, you know, from a baseball standpoint, um, the kid we faced yesterday, William Hinkle from Turpin, okay? Um, I hope we play Wednesday. I'm sure Turpin's got a bunch of other good pitchers, but I don't want to see him throw against us again. So um, the way you set baseball up is, you know, in this situation, you got to have multiple, you got to have multiple pitchers. You got to be a yeah. real team to win this style. Uh, of league play and um and you know the same for us with jack storm i'm sure i'm sure when uh turpin rolls over here uh tomorrow they don't want to see jack storm and jacob bell uh go at him again so you know we've got to have somebody else step up kyle girding's got to get the ball i believe wednesday so he's going to have to step up and so what it is you know you you don't have the same kid that's able to throw against the top tier team. And so personally, I love it because what that does, it, by the end of the year, you find out who the best team was, not who the best player on a team was. You know, you got, uh, I've, I've seen it years before where you got a top pitcher goes six and zero against the top three teams, you know, and, and uh, th- th- that team loses to the teams at the, at the bottom of the, of the league standings because they don't have other guys. So this is a true, uh, a, a team concept. And, and I, there's nothing better. I love than that. Let's switch gears and let's talk about uh, your lacrosse teams. First, let's start with the girls Got a similar start to the way the softball team uh, has gotten their season going a really nice win on opening day. Lacrosse team beats Fenwick 13, five, and then a couple tough losses uh, after that, 17-8 to Ursuline and 15-10 to Hilliard-Davidson. They've had some time now to kind of retool some things uh, since their, since that Hilliard-Davidson match back on the 27th of March here. You've got Seton coming up. Pretty tough non-conference schedule before you get into an ECC play on Thursday uh, against Lebanon. Uh, Zach, what's been the focus uh, for the team, given they've had some time to get some training in uh, since their last time out? Oh, I mean, it's very simple. They just want to try and get better every day, um, get more cohesive as a group. Because um, lacrosse is a funny sport. They just, I mean, anything can happen. And there, some girls are so athletic out there that you have to come up with game plans to figure out how to stop those girls. And, I mean, really just try and focus on ourselves during that week kind of that we had off a little bit is really focus on ourselves and get better and figure out what we do best and not kind of worry about other teams as you do a lot when you get into league play. So we're, we're led by a bunch of great girls there. Olivia Leonard, we got Alyssa Grody in the goal. Who's really good. Um, Jess Sweeney, um, just a bunch of great kids as we always say. Um, so anytime yeah. that you're led by great kids who have a great work ethic and a positive attitude, it, it kind of takes care of itself. I mean, it kind of matter mushes with the rest of the team and they all kind of absorb that positivity. And it's, I'm excited. They have a great opportunity against Seton tonight. Um, and I'm really just looking forward to watching those great kids go out there and hopefully get a dub tonight. 
Nude, as I talked about with the uh, non-conference schedule being the way it is, and this is a very uh, tough non-conference schedule to start the season, five of the first six out of the league. Uh, how do you think that sets them up for success once you get solidly in to ECC play? Oh, there's no doubt about it. It helps us tremendously. Um, you know, it, you don't you don't gain any advantage by going out there and winning 12 to one. You know, it doesn't it looks great in the stat column and stuff like that, but it doesn't help you as a team. And in every single team we have here at Anderson High School, our goal is to be a better team at the end of the year than we were at the beginning of the year. And when you go out and you play uh, high level competition, you have no chance, no choice but to be better. No choice at all but to get better. And, you know, you talked about the, the Ursuline game. Um, that was an incredible game. We got beat 17 to 8, okay? And, and the thing about that game was we're getting beat 8 to 2. We make a, a great comeback. We end up being down 9 to 8 with the ball with, I think, about 10 minutes left in the game. And we're down nine to eight and uh, we have a missed shot. They get the ball. They proceed to go down and score. They get the next seven straight face-offs and score set, score eight straight goals. So in a matter of, you know, 10 minutes, we go from down nine, eight to down 17, eight. Well, what do you got to do? Well, I definitely know that, that coach Hardiman worked on those face-offs and making sure that our girls we find a girl that can go in there and compete and get that ball for us because, you know, uh, lacrosse is, is a funny sport. And, you know, when every other sport, pretty much, I know when somebody scores, you get the, the other team gets the ball. Lacrosse is not, you know, you can, you can have the ball forever. And, and so that was something that we needed to work on. And I know for a fact he did work on it. So um, if we don't play a really good team in Ursa line, then we're not exposed to that and we don't see what our weakness is. And that's what's important by playing that kind of competition. You find out what you need to work on so you can get better as the year goes on. Over on the boys' side, a, uh, a really nice bounce back here over the last week that they were in action. They start off 0-3, you drop a heartbreaker to Elder on opening day, 4-3. Uh, Muller has a very good lacrosse team and, and they double you up. Uh, 12-6, Fenwick gets you 10-4, but then a, then the bounce back comes. You easily dispatch a McNick 10-1. You follow that up last week by rolling over Wyoming 16-2. So things starting to turn now in, in as we're heading into league play starting on Wednesday with Lebanon. And of course, before we talk again, you'll get Bartels Road uh, next Monday. But looking at some of the numbers right now, you're doing a lot of really good things statistics-wise, and it's starting to show uh, in the results. You've got five players in the top nine in the ECC in goals right now, and then your goalie, Austin Croner, leads the ECC in saves by a mile right now. He's made 91 saves through five games. So it, it, so a lot of things going right. You're building momentum. I want to talk about, though, the workload that Austin Croner has had to have in the net. As you said, 91 saves on top of the the goals that, that have gotten that he's allowed on the season. That's a lot of shots to face in five games heading into into a league play, as I said, on Wednesday against Lebanon. How are the coaches going about trying to cut down the workload he is facing on a daily basis? Well, that 
that's very interesting to, uh, to talk about because, you know, here's the thing, like you said, 91 saves, that's incredible. And, mm-hmm. and it just shows what a great job he's doing, but it also shows you you're giving up way too many shots. Uh, so, you know, I'm, I'm sure our coaches, coach Thatcher has worked with, with defensively what we need to do to limit shots and, and stuff like that. Um, but it, it's, it's amazing. I know, I think it was a couple of years ago, the last time we played, um, we did not have a very good record. Um, but I, I, Austin Croner made, uh, I, I want to say it some, some type of all city recognition because of, you know, we, we might lose seven to four, but he'd have 32 saves in that game or something like that. So mm-hmm. he's, he's, his reputation is well known out there. Um, and so, but, you know, I mean, it's, it's awesome to have a guy in the goal that, you know, you can depend on. And, um, you know, I'm sure the coaches would rather him have only 10 saves versus 23 saves, but they know if it takes 23 saves to win a ball game, they're okay with it. Um, so, you know, we're, we're fortunate to have Austin, but our coaches definitely are getting after and, and trying to figure out ways that, that we're going to limit the amount of shots he gets taken at him. Being how we're the goalie, for- I mean, let me yeah. just say this, being the yeah. goalie on a lacrosse team, they ain't a lot of people raising their hand to take it. <laughs> no. Like, have you ever heard about the goalie on the dart team? You know, it, it's not a very fun position. And, and it, that's this cat, man. He he gets he gets like rocks and pebbles and thrown at him all day long. Yeah, it, it is a very, very demanding position to play. And what I would say one of the more demanding in any sport. Yeah, because uh, you know you you, th- you look at it the way it's set up. They don't get a ton of extra padding mm-hmm. to help protect themselves, and that ball is getting fired in there with a tremendous amount of velocity uh, at them. Zach, let me turn it over to you with with this uh, lacrosse team right now. Let's talk about Austin Croner's had a lot of work uh, in the first five games, but these last two games was able to get some help from his offensive side. It was at twenty six goals these last two games. You only give up three. How rewarding is it to see him get rewarded with the offensive help he needs if, if you're going to have long-term success? Oh, it's incredible. And talking to Coach Pat and, and Coach White, our coaches, um, I mean, we've played well. Even in the beginning when we were 0-3, we were kind of hesitant to take shots. Like, we would have opportunities to go where, I mean, we're 15 feet in front of the goal and we kind of just pull it back out. And one of my favorite moments was Gabe Honor. We were playing at McNick, and, and Coach Pat told me this story after. So Gabe just, I mean, goes like 70 yards down the field and then pulls it back out and then passes it behind the net. And Coach Pat was like, hey, next time you do the same thing, take two steps back and just rip it. And, I mean, it was one of the hardest thrown goals I've ever seen in my life. And you could just see how excited the whole entire team was. They all went over, rushed to him. Um, I mean, it was just so cool to see a kid like that. I mean, he's, he's a phenomenal kid, but to just see the ball go in the net, it kind of gives you confidence. So then you start to feel like you can do it more often. And I mean, the Hummels, Davis, I mean, all these kids are, I mean, they're finding the back of the net. Like it's, I mean, lacrosse is hard. Have you ever tried to throw and catch a ball with one of those sticks i mean it's tough and these guys are throwing it on the money and they're throwing it so hard 
I mean, it blows my mind just how skilled these kids are. I mean, they're running around like a punt return in football all over the place, and then they have the ball they're running with, and all of a sudden they'll just launch a 30-yard goal. I mean, it, it's crazy, and it's extremely fun to watch with that for sure. Do you look at that as maybe like kind of like a light bulb situation? Like, aha, I can not only I can do this, but my coach is encouraging me to let it fly as opposed to try to work it around the perimeter and, and try and work through your, your set plays that you can just go ahead and, and your coach is going to tell you, go ahead and let it fire. <laughs> That's the best words ever in sports. Shoot the ball. I mean, are you kidding me? That's like, <laughs> That's like hearing the best thing ever. That's like somebody handing you a million dollars. That's just what you want to do. So, I mean, yeah, the coaches are super encouraging. And when they can, when they get into it with the kids of putting it in their head of, Hey man, shoot the ball. Like we trust you. We want you to shoot the ball and score. I mean, I ain't the light bulb or light bulb clicks for some of those kids. And they, I mean, it's fun to see it pay off. Spoken like a true former player, always happy to hear the words, shoot the ball. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, notice but, uh, I didn't talk about the defense as much. I talk about shooting. <laughs> well, you've got Nude as your defensive coordinator. He was talking, he touched on that a, a moment ago. Let's, let's change gears here and uh, let's move on to the track and uh, another sport that's in, in a lot of fun to watch and, and only a select number of special athletes can do, and that's track and field. And uh, they're getting underway. We've got a couple of, uh, a couple of meets already uh, in the books. Uh, thus far uh, on the season here so we're just really getting going and we're getting familiar with some of the student athletes and what who's going to star in what different d- types of disciplines um new give us a couple of names from either side to uh, keep an eye on whose names we're going to be talking about as the season goes along well definitely ian loudon uh from the boys side he is a uh, he's a proven commodity that we have here at anderson and uh, you know so many of these kids are new because we haven't seen them Ian Loudon, we've seen, that's for sure. So he's going to be uh, up there um, in the high jump. He's going to be up there in the hurdles. He's going to be one of our main point uh, getters this year, without a doubt. And from the girl standpoint, you know, you've heard this name before, uh, Catherine Dorsey. Um, You know, she, she has, uh, she's been to the state competition before. I hope she gets us back this year um Kendall Peoples as well so um we got a lot of kids that um are anxious about the opportunities but for for the mainstay individuals that we have um you know it's definitely Ian Loudon and Catherine Dorsey are going to be the ones that are going to be our main our go-to people but there's a lot of other uh individuals that are stepping up and and we have a young lady Shannon Jordan as a freshman Man, she's performed very well for us. So um, uh, Sean Gibbons has done a great job in the in the discus. Bobby Stanyard, a freshman, uh, football, wrestler, track athlete, just won the Ross um, Invitational in the in the shot put. So it's uh, this is going to be a good week because we get after the coaches' classic, and and this is going to be great competition. So we'll see where we stand with with this, uh, with Wednesday and Friday. In general, uh, Zach, I'll start with you on this one. As we, as we all know, we didn't have a spring sports season a year ago. So you won't, most of these sports have just maybe a handful of kids. Sometimes some, some places may not have any kids back from two years ago, uh, to compete this year at the varsity level. 
thus far in not only in the early start of the season, but also in practice and training, preseason work, whatever you want to call it. How have your how have your coaching staffs handled seemingly uh, in a lot of cases brand new rosters and not a lot of kids coming back with varsity experience that they can depend on? I'll tell you what, we are extremely lucky because, in my opinion, we have the best track coach around with with Coach Andy Wolf. Um, I mean, Taylor Rose on the girls' side as well. I mean, it, it is. I feel so great about our chances just because we have those two people leading our group. Um, and anytime you have great people like that leading your group, it's going to be, it's going to be incredible. But with the new roster, I mean, coaches can do a lot, but they can only do so much. The best teams that I've ever seen also have leaders that are players. And I mean, the way that Ian Loudon, I mean, I see him out there. I mean, literally, teaching kids and showing them different tricks that, that he might do. And in the same with Catherine Dorsey on the, on the girls side, I mean, and even in our throwers, I mean, it's so fun to see, like we have Bobby Stanyard, a freshman who, I mean, heck he won the shot put in his first, first ever match. I mean, that's insane. Paige Aleph, um, I mean, Lily Ryle, both of those girls, I mean, Paige Allop is you're going to hear a lot about her. She is a stud. She won shot put and a discus at the Ross Invitational. Um, Emma Stinger won first in 1600 meter. Lily Ryle was first in pole vault. I mean, it's just when you have great kids, I, I keep going back to saying that they're great kids and great people, but that is so important because you know that they're all about the right things and they're all about the kids first. And anytime that you have somebody like Andy and Taylor leading your group, we're going to be in a pretty good, pretty good spot. So we're excited to see how, how kind of they deal with the whole new roster throughout the entire year, but I feel good about our chances. You know, Jason, I'm, I'm going to say this and Zach does a, did a great job bringing up uh page elef. I wanted to, that when you are able to have that internal competition, that's when it is, it, it's incredible because page elef and Aiden Orley, or Aiden North, I'm sorry, are um, are great shot put and discus competitors. And they're going to be, you know, like Paige just won, um, you know, the shot put and discus. And uh, Aiden, I believe, came in second and third or maybe even second in both. And when those two go up to practice, and, and I've seen them at practice before, they work with each other and constantly try to get each other to be better, even though – they're competing against each other at all times. And when you can have teammates competing against each other and trying to get each other better while they're trying to beat them, you got something good going. And, and that's the, that's the kind of environment that uh, coach Wolf and coach Rose foster and coach Walla as our, as our throwers coach, that's the kind of environment that they foster. And it's uh, it's going to be fun to watch these kids this year. Competition breeds success, not only there, but it's a good transition into the final sport we've yet to talk about here on the season premiere of the podcast, and that's your tennis team. And boy, have they come firing out of the gates uh, thus far. 4-0 to start the year, beat Bartels Road in the opener 4-1, you beat Elder 4-1, sweep Lebanon uh, 5-0, and then beat Walnut Hills this past Monday, three to two, you'll get Bartels Road coming up again. Summit, Milford, Marymont. Before we talk again 
uh, next year. Uh, who has stood out to you guys right now in the early going? Is there one person you can say has stood out? Because uh, not only do we see the team results, but also the individual results right now, and everybody's pouring in the wins early on in the season. Yeah, they, they are doing a great job um, at, from a whole team concept. Again, we were on spring break last week, and, um, you know, we had some kids that did go on spring break. Well, it didn't stop us. We just brought kids up that were on the JV team, brought them up to varsity. And, and I love that about our coach. We, you know, we're not going to move a game around. We're going to play with who we got. <laughs> and those young kids stepped up and got it done and, and, um, and won, won some, you know, we got some big matches, victories and matches. But, you know, we, we've got a hammer in, in Pace and Scott. And that's the kind of thing, you know, if you got a, if you got a one pitcher that you can put out on the mound and you know you're going to win that game, it makes life a lot easier. Here, Pace and Scott, we can throw him out there and he can beat anybody in the state. And, and that's what's so exciting to have a guy like this that you know you can count on, you know, who's your bell cow, that's for sure. So he's up for player of the week, again, as our team is up for player of the week. Um, but, uh, but, you know, he had a big win yesterday versus Walnut Hills. Um, and, and, again, we've talked about watching kids, you know, work to get to this point. Payson Scott is a kid that it's just worked like crazy. He's played in all those summer tournaments. He's played all through the fall. He goes inside and plays all winter. And, and now it's time to show what he's got. And he is performing at a very high level. So we're excited about watching these, uh, watching these kids um, uh, continue to progress and, uh, and, and challenge for a league title. Zach, back in your playing days, you were a big focal point of opposing teams trying to stop you. Everybody look and say, okay, you know, McCormick, yeah, we need to put an eye on him. We need to maybe shadow an extra defender on him. He's a guy we got to try and stop because we know what he's going to bring. He, he's going he's gonna to bring his A game every time out. And we're seeing that early right now with Pace and Scott. It, it, as Newt said, it, he feels like you know, he's as good as anybody in the state, can beat anybody in the state on any given day right now. He's 4-0 uh, thus far on the season. Can you relate to that? perspective from Payson that he it, not only is he the guy but the other teams know hey this is the clear number one and if we're going to beat him we have to bring our a plus game yeah well I appreciate it um but <laughs> no Payson Payson is an incredible kid and he is he is more talented than I was no doubt and one of my favorite things is I mean I think Newton and I might have been the only people here sometimes last year during the pandemic and Everything was shut down, but we would see Payson out there hitting balls on the tennis court. I mean, before everything really shut down and you weren't allowed. I mean, that just goes to show the kind of kid he is. And when you work that hard, um, I always said when you work, it kind of it, it takes care of itself. So Peyton or Payson knows exactly what he's done in his life and how much work he's put in. And I think he feels anytime somebody lines up across him that they might be more talented than him it's very unlikely but he knows that pretty much everybody he's worked harder than and when you can say that that I mean that's that's a huge accomplishment and that that also gives you confidence so anytime that you put in the work like that you're ready to go and he's got a great mindset he's a confident kid but he's a phenomenal kid and he helps out the rest of the crew and we got the Zao brothers we got Nick Hensley I mean we have so many other kids that 
Payson helps elevate those kids as well. And they help Payson because most of the time when you have somebody that good, it's kind of hard to, with competition and practice, let me tell you, it's still hard competition and practice with the Zal brothers and Nick Hensley and those kids, man. I mean, they're all good. And it's, it's just fun to watch and see them all play together and practice. And then also learn to play as a team against other people that they haven't done in two years. So it's incredible. Payson's awesome. And I just can't wait to enjoy this ride and happy to watch his, uh, growth throughout this year i know it's early in the season where we only have two two conference matches under the belt right now so it's still a long way to go but with all the depth that you have scott the zao brothers the other guys the other guys we haven't mentioned yet and we will as the season goes along not only in singles but in doubles as well newt how do you feel about your team's chances to compete in the league this year you've never won the league title but do you feel like you've got a team this year with as deep as it is that can make a serious run at it? Oh, without a doubt, without a doubt. I mean, our expectations are, um, you know, obviously we want to get better each and every day, but uh, those are our, you know, goals for, for each day. But I mean, our goals are definitely to win the league title. And, um, you know, I think our kids are, you know, with Payson and, and like, um, Zach was saying that the Zao brothers and the, the thing is they're such good kids that they understand what they have in front of them. They got to take care of themselves. They got to stay strong. They got to stay fit. They got to stay healthy. And, um, and, and that's, that's what's going to come down to. Um, it, it's doing the little things that um, you know, that's going to keep them healthy so they can continue to perform. We've got a, one of our assistant coaches, he is a uh, he, he gets after them about, you know, stretching after matches. And and I've seen, you know, I've been up there watching practice and sometimes they won't touch a racket for 30 minutes because they're they're stretching. They're doing agilities. They're getting after it running. And so they're they're doing I think they understand it's more than just going out and hitting a ball. You've got to do yeah. a lot of other little things that gets you in position to succeed in in hitting the ball and I think that's the difference that we have this year is the maturity level of our kids and understanding hey we're pretty good we got to make sure we do the little things so we can take care of ourselves and be ready to you know to to have a, a strong year as it goes on so um like it like Zach said I mean we're excited about it we also understand there's a long way to go. So, you know, we're not holding up the league championship trophy yet, but sure. we know, we know we have the ability. Now it's just going out and performing. Have you guys been able to pick up any tips to improve your tennis games? Grunting. <laughs> <laughs> I like that. I like that. Does it add more? It oh yeah. More oh yeah. I, I added a little couple revolutions of spins on my ball on my serve zach how about you forehand backhand over over the top what's your best what's your best shot right now let's just say that if somebody hits it to my backhand i have to run all the way to the other side of the ball so i can hit my forehand <laughs> tennis is not my strong suit we'll see if we can get pace and scott to take on the role of player coach 
uh, as we go along on the season to help out the guys right here. But we got a long way to see what happens, not only there, but with the development of all of our spring sports teams here, as we're just getting going here in the spring sports season. Boys, certainly appreciate the time. Looking forward to it again next week. Heck yeah, brother. It's good to see you again. Appreciate it. Good to have. Yes, good to see you guys once again. Good to have the podcast back in mid-season form, even though we are wrapping up here today, the spring sports season premiere of this week in Anderson High School Sports here on ESP Media, powered by Sidearm Sports.